You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to talk about your YTP, your yearly training plan, as well as understanding how to use this to ensure player development. I always talk about the secrets to player development, but we're going to talk about how we can track certain things or more so how do you do it? How do you actually use the yearly training plan as well as your own stuff to make sure your players are developing at a high level? We're going to dive into all that today. So it's an episode you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm coach Brian Singh. And after a number of years coaching competitive volleyball and as the head coach of the biggest college in Canada, I've become obsessed with helping coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to coach efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 117 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. How is everyone doing out there today? Hope you guys are doing well. We've got another week of volleyball to talk about. Seasons are up and running. Everyone's excited, well, at least in Canada, to get back to their seasons. And I know a lot of my friends in the U.S. and around the world are either you already had tryouts, you are maybe you're in your, in your preseason and your season's around the corner, but it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time. And uh, this episode um, is, I think, well, it's more catered towards, you know, the, the Canadian, I shouldn't say more catered, but I know in our, on, our, on our calendars in Canada, this is a time where we got to talk about our yearly training plan, our player development strategies and things like that. But regardless of where you are, this is something that is super important for you to understand. Um, and it's why I wanted to talk about it uh, today, specifically, you know, first week of September. Um, I do want to mention... For those of you that came out to the offensive workshop, uh, honestly, it was a lot of fun. I did it over three days. Um, I met a lot of great coaches, and I was really excited. I got a lot of great feedback. So if you were there, um, I appreciate you guys showing up. It was, it was a, I got it. It was a ton of fun. A lot of questions. I loved how the coaches were interacting in the chat, um, and it was a lot of fun. And then I also opened up doors to Digital Volleyball Academy this week. So. Just really want to welcome all our new coaches that came in. We had a ton of new coaches from all around the world um, that are in DVA and really excited to get a chance to work with them and help them grow as coaches and, you know, just open up their world to what uh, what volleyball is at a high level and, you know, all the stuff that I do. So, yeah, really, really thankful and excited to, you know, be able to get really work with a lot of coaches over the last week or so. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's dive into today's episode. And today's episode is, you know, I'm in the process of finishing my yearly training plan and I wanted to talk about it because if you're a coach who doesn't have one or doesn't even know what, what it is, it's it's really important for your team and for your growth, not only as a coach, but for your growth as a team, your player development, um, being able to track your team's progress. And like I said, if you you got to plan. It's one of those things that when I was a young coach, I hated this idea of planning all the time. Like, why do you got to plan, plan, plan? But it's one of those things where it's crucial. It could actually make a significant difference, which you're going to find out in a sec, why it's so important. Honestly, truly, why it's so important. So if you're a DVA member, by the way, we're actually going to be doing a live training on how to create your yearly training plan. And some of the stuff we talk about today, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into. So if you're a DVA member, 
Um, you got a nice live training coming ahead, which I think is gonna be a great one for us to dive into. You know, not only how to create, I have, and I have my yearly training plan that you're gonna get access to, and I have a template that you're gonna be able to get as well that you can download and create your own. So I did kind of the, I did all the, all the tangible, like all the tedious work to set up the template, but you gotta fill it in. Um, and if you're not a DVA member and you would like to be, just go to digitalvolleyballacademy.com. It's close to the public right now, uh, but sign up for the wait list. Um, I'll reach out to you. And if I, if, you know, hopefully we, we can figure maybe we can work something out, but it is close to the public right now, but just go to digital volleyball Academy, sign up for that way. Let me know you're interested. Um, cause again, I got this live training coming up. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And if you don't know what digital volleyball Academy is, it's, it's my mentorship program that I created two and a half years ago where I get a chance to bring coaches from around the world and welcome them into my gym virtually. They get a chance to access all the courses that I've created from all the positions in our game. They get access to live trainings and Q&A twice a month. Um, they get one-on-one -on -one support from myself and they have an amazing community of coaches inside DVA that are able to interact, help each other out and grow together. And yeah, and like I said, one of the one of the biggest key factors of my growth as a coach was mentorship. That was the single most important thing that led to my growth as a coach. And it was one thing that was lacking when I was a young coach. So I was able to create this program about over two and a half years ago. And it is unreal, the success and results that our coaches are having inside DVA. And I'm, I'm extremely proud of them. And I'm thankful that they've trusted me to take them along this journey with me and help them. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot of great stuff inside uh, inside DVA. But yeah, digitalvolleyballacademy.com. Sign up for that wait list. And um, I'll, re I'll reach out to you. We can see if we can work something out. Okay. So let's talk about what this yearly training plan is. Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a plan of your entire volleyball season. That's what it is. And what it does is it enables you to take a macro look at it and say, okay, this is what my season is. This is what my team is. Where do I want to get things done? How do I want to plan to get things done? And, you know, you kind of go from there and you figure out dates and things like that. And what I, what I think when I think about it too is, it also ensures your player development, and it's it's really important to think about how we can structure this ET, this YTP. Okay, so let's let's start off by describing it a little bit. So, Excel is the best way to create these things because you can do a lot of different things with cells and columns and things like that. So, imagine you guys know what a column is going vertically and the row is going horizontally. Okay, so when you have your columns. You're going to have every single week as a column, all right? So every single week is going to be a column going across, you know, with the title at the top. So, you know, September 2022, September, whatever the end of the week of, or the beginning of the week of September is, and every week, you know, four weeks, five weeks, whatever, in, in a specific month, all the way across the top, okay? Then in terms of the rows now so you have the the so you understand it at the very top you have all the dates okay now in terms of the rows you're gonna have a couple different rows the first one is called periodization and periodization is just basically understanding the different types of periods you're working with okay um and under periodization you have what i like to call phase now phase is really just understanding that your season is, is divided up into different phases Okay, we have the general preparation phase, um, we have the specific preparation phase, and then we have uh, more games, and we have like training for game preparation and things like that. So at the beginning of your season, so in the columns, September, probably, you know, September, the, all the four weeks in September, I'm assuming that your season starts in September, by the way. 
So your September, maybe in a little bit of October, you have about four or five weeks where in that phase, it's going to be called general preparation. So in those cells, okay, so you have phase is the title in the column or in the row rather, I apologize, in the row. And then under the column for all, you know, four or five of those weeks, you're going to have general preparation. That's what that, that's called that, that particular period. After that period, and by the way, this is just a general idea. You can change it for however you will. After that period, you're going to have like specific prep. This is more, you know, specific training, specific focus on systems or whatever your case is. And then that's how you think about it, like the phases. Then you have your training and you, for games and stuff like that. Now, another concept that I want to uh, introduce is a thing called microcycle. So the way that I describe microcycle, and everyone can do it differently, but every week is a microcycle. So you want to think of it in terms of themes. What are we trying to accomplish this week? And every week may have a different theme. Some weeks, themes may overlap. And the minute you have, you know, every week you have about four or five different microcycles, you can plan really quickly on how we're going to divide up these microcycles. So in terms of underneath that now, now I have an area where I call it notes. I call them notes, remarks, training, whatever you want to call it. That's another row, okay? And under the general preparation, I'm going to have, you know, I could have conditioning as the first part uh, where we don't really touch on skill. Maybe the first week is like just conditioning or maybe you want to touch on skill. My first general preparation that I have, so general preparation I just described is what, four or five weeks in our gym? Well, maybe the first two out of three weeks in that general preparation is going to be a lot of error detection, right? We want to see where are our players' weaknesses. So we're going we're gonna to assess a lot in those first weeks. We're going to teach the skills, the volleyball skills, and then we're going to gradually approach and we're going to really emphasize on the quality of reps, okay? So the, in the general preparation phase, Underneath the general preparation, I will have another, you know, like maybe the first two to three columns underneath that will be um, some remarks where I'll talk about, okay, this is what I want to focus on in these microcycles, in these, these three microcycles, which is like three weeks. Error detection, you know, skill development, really teaching the skills, emphasis on quality of reps. Then in the next two or three weeks, right, right beside that, still under the general preparation phase, then I may talk about, okay, let's work on the exposing uh, weaknesses. Let's really try to work on those weaknesses. Let's talk about execution. Um, what do we got to focus on to improve, you know, basically all those weaknesses and, and, and build on the strengths, not just weaknesses, but strengths as well. So that's going to be that phase. But you see how I'm like, I'm dividing it up here. So we have the error detection, the skill-based development part of the general prep. Then after that, we have more exploding weaknesses and things like that. And then as we get out of the general preparation phase, we kind of start going into the specific prep. And specific prep is more getting ready for games. So maybe it's talking about systems. And we are then, so in my, so now, okay, I'm sorry if I'm confusing you. I'm trying to describe an Excel sheet here, but let me just recap. On the very, you know, we have our columns, right? So all of our columns are each week. Each week is a microcycle. So each week is going to have September, whatever, September, I don't know, September, was it, 5th? Then we have September seven days later, so we have the 12th, and so forth. 
Now, the rows, the rows are where we have, you know, the different titles. So we have phase. One row is called phase. And the general preparation is a phase that's going to be about, you know, you know, four to six weeks, give or take. Depending on what you're, you might have, like, what if your season's only two months? Then it's not going to be four to six weeks. It might be two weeks, you know? And then another phase right beside general prep is specific prep. And then we have more tra- more game stuff. Underneath general preparation, a bunch of cells in the first two to three weeks is going to be air detection, volleyball, skill-based stuff, gradual approach, quality reps, things like that. Then in the next couple of weeks, still under general preparation, we're going to have working on exposing those weaknesses and, and improving those weaknesses and really getting and dialing into them. Then we're out of the general preparation phase. Now we're in the specific preparation phase. So now we're talking about, you know, we're progressing to more game-like actions, okay? We are uh, working on more system-based stuff, defensive system, offensive system. We are really, really uh, taking stats and, you know, holding players accountable. Um, You know, all these different things we're doing in the specific prep. And that could last, you know, depending on however long you want to make it last. That could last a couple weeks. It could last... Uh, more than that, or and then your season starts and you're and you're good to go, or you're like you're um I, I apologize your regular season starts. This is all preseason stuff. Training camp is in there, you know. So these are things that you have to think about. Now this is your again yearly training plan. So the first part of your yearly training plan is creating this Excel document where you have the weeks on your columns, and then you have rows where you're talking about different phases. And then you have an area underneath the phases where you're talking about different things that are going to happen in those phases. Okay? And that should give you a really good idea of what your season's going to look like. Now, it's not so specific. I'm not talking about drills. I'm not talking about what your learning goals are and your success criteria and all that stuff. But now you have a good idea of what we're going to do. So when we when it comes to planning for these weeks now, you then take it another step further. So now you can say, so week, so in the first three weeks, we know that. We're doing a lot of skill development and error detection. So now you can create a document that adds into your yearly training plan where you're going to talk about in terms of microcycles. So your first microcycle is the first week of September. Well, now that we have the theme of that week, what are we actually going to do? And now you can dial in and start talking about, okay, well, you know, in this week, we're going to work on serve pass, a lot of heavy serve pass stuff. We're going to go through the teaching of how to pass a volleyball, how to serve, and what, what our expectations are, and look and see what the athletes are doing with that. We're figuring out their weaknesses and their strengths and things like that. So now we're going to plan each week out. You know, Then maybe the next practice, you're working on a little more hitting, Okay, our ability to control a ball over our head, our ability to hit line, cross, sharp cross, tip, you know, roll, recycle, all these different attacks. Can we do all these things? This is where we're, again general prep we're working on it things like that so now we're now we're planning our our week so we have the general theme of the week and now we're planning the week out and once that week is planned i'm not saying do a practice plan yet i'm saying what are we going to be doing in in that specific week you know if you're having two practices a week or three practices a week what are what are you going to do in each practice just general ideas of what you're going to do each practice then you go back and think about creating your practice plan for each thing. And the reason we don't create our practice plan so far in advance, yeah, you're not going to create a practice plan for something four weeks from now, is because things change. You never know what happens in four weeks from now. What if you have you decide you have to work on something else? You know, things pop up. Like there's so many things that can happen. But 
the key is to make sure that you have an idea, you have a general idea. And I would work in like, you know, four to six microcycles. Like start looking at four to six microcycles from a planning perspective in terms of your in terms of planning your micro, your microcycles, but don't do your practice planning yet. Wait until you're like a week advanced, then you can do it and work it and kind of work what you want to work. All right. So that's your yearly training plan. That's in a very like, I mean, I've, I've only been talking for so long, but that's a really broad grasp of how to do a yearly training plan. Okay. Things to also consider when you're doing your yearly training plan is load. So you could even add in another column. So in the periodization, I mean, I, I kind of talked, I, I did periodization really quickly, but in the periodization, we talk about, so how do I, let me rephrase this. Remember we have our columns. Periodization is a, is a row, is another row. And in the periodization, you could have, you know, multiple different rows underneath that where you could say, okay, we, we're having a heavy load here. We're having a, a weaker load here. Um, or you're having, um, you know, you're starting very, very basic and then you're elevating the load, the load, the load. And it, it's, it's all about how you're going to maintain intensity and things like that. So that's another thing to consider. How are you maintaining intensity? You always want to build up. You want to, you know, build up to higher intensity at the end. But how are we doing that? Okay. So think about it like that. That's, you also want to keep track of intensity and things like that. One of the things too, like monitoring load is important. I, as a coach, I'm very mindful of how many times our players are jumping in practice. I haven't, I want to, I'm thinking about doing it this season. I haven't done it in the past. I know high level coaches do this, but I haven't done it. But I'm going to probably track how many times our athletes jump in a match and how many times they jump in a practice because I want to see and I want to see I want to track it over the course of a season and see and kind of compare it to injuries and see how we're, we're, we're doing things like that and it's going to give me a good good number that I can you know use as a reference for seasons to come obviously listen I understand club coaches high school coaches that's asking a lot so don't worry about that if I do that I'll let you know my results um, because uh, you can kind of use my results as a gauge when you're practice planning like you know when I do my drills, for example, I actually think about how many times they're going to jump in a given practice. Like, I don't want them to be jumping over 200 times because I know, here, here's something for you. I can tell you, national team, you know, at the pro level, the average jump, I'd say, is about 100 times a match, 100 to 125 the match for like a left side attacker. I think that's including blocks and swings and things like that. So, something, something to keep in mind. All right. So, now we talked about. Oh, another thing too, sorry, I'm kind of going all over the place here, is your yearly training plan is also going to determine, is also going to be kind of dependent on what your overall goal for the season is. One thing you have to distinguish is, are you going to be a competitive team where when the season starts, you only care about winning? Or are you going to be a team that is only, not only concerned, but heavily concerned on development? Or is it a bit of both? Because that's an important point. Because if we are just caring about winning, then if we're just caring about winning, then your phases, when you get to that, when you get to competition side, may look a little bit different because your practices may be more heavily based on, uh, you know, winning, winning, winning. So you're working more on systems, you're working more on strategy and things like that versus, you know, spending half the practice working on serve and pass. I'm in the middle. I'm very, very, I am big on development. So there's not one practice where we don't work on developing our skills and continuing to push and emphasize the, the certain, certain things. I also 
I'm a big systems guy as well. And I do work on systems and practice, which helps with game preparation and, and, and competition to win. I mean, I'm a college coach, so we are, the expectation is to win. So yes, I do train to win, but I also make sure I'm mindful of development. I always want to make sure I'm developing our players. Okay. So that's one. Another thing that I also want to think about too, when it comes to my yearly training plan is, uh, I can't remember what the principle was. Uh, it's at the tip of my tongue. Basically, uh, I don't remember what the principle was, but what it is, it's this idea that you can practice something, but the only way you're actually going to improve that skill is by constant repetition. Like consistent, consistent repetition over a long period of time. So if I'm trying to work on serving and passing, I have, or let's say I'm trying to improve my passing, I have to be very disciplined that if we work on passing for two weeks straight and don't work on it again for three weeks, that the repetition of that skill is not enough for us to be great at that skill. We have to continue to work on it because the more the athlete works on it, the more their body gets used to it, the more they see it over and over again, that's when it becomes innate. It's ingrained in them and they become better at the skill. And I can't remember what the principle is. It's going to the tip of my tongue, but it's an important principle. It's, um, oh, it's called the adaptation principle. That's what it is. I apologize. Adaptation. And by the way, a lot of this stuff that I'm talking about today, I actually learned from this guy named Dan Lewis. He's uh, one of our coaches for our national team. And he's big when it comes to uh, you know, yearly training plan. And, and I, I actually got this adaptation principle from him. Um, and he, he talked about basically the repetitive nature of the skill is such a psychological process as much as it is a physical process. Because... The more you do it, the more it's the adaptation that the the adaptation of that skill you're doing, you're it's gonna it's gonna increase your performance. Okay, it's gonna improve. And it says, um, I can't remember what the quote was, but basically, the adaptation process it's it's not activated unless your training load reaches some kind of intensity zone, like a minimal intensity zone and duration required for it to actually be meaningful. So if it's not repeated often enough, then the training will just have a temporary effect. You know, do you get what I'm saying? It has to be repeated enough where it's going to be ingrained and you're going to do it automatically. And that's, that's kind of like more, it's more psychological as well as physical. So if you don't do it enough, it's just not, it's going to be a kind of a waste of time, and it's going to be temporary. That's the best way I can put it. Yours, that skill will be temporary. So that's a really great great way of of um, of, of saying it. And I, I'm probably messing up the terminology a little bit, but that's what it is. It was the adaptation principle? You can always look it up. So now that we have the adaptation principle, um, we talked about. Uh, micro cycles. We talked about your wh- whether you're working on just competitive or development or both. Here's how we can really skyrocket this yearly training plan, and this is how you. I want you to think about um, player development in the beginning of your season. This is where it's crucial. So at the beginning of your season, here is what we do, and here is what I recommend you doing, and it's worked over and over again. At the beginning of every season, if it's if you're by yourself, it's going to be tougher. And I want to preface by saying it's it's a little bit of work. Okay, and I'll give you guys all right away heads up. It's a lot of work. At the beginning of every season, you are going to have a piece of paper 
or a virtual copy on your iPad or something of all your players' names. Okay, all your players' names is going to be in a, in a row. So right after another in a row. And on the right side, so on the left-hand side, you have a row with all your players' names. And on the right side, you're going to have columns. And you can go week one, week two, week three, week four, week five. Okay, whatever. Whatever period you want to do this for. You can do this for three weeks. And then beside each player, you're going to have an area where you take notes. All right? An area where you take notes. And you know how in practice, you may... Uh, you may see something about a player and you're like, oh, that's uh, he needs to be better at that. And you'll make a mental note of it or you say, okay, I remember that. But nothing ever comes from it. You may remember it, you may not. But do you imagine how many things you'll notice in practice of things that players need to improve on? Think about that. There's a lot of things you'll notice in practice where you may address it, you may give some feedback, but they're not going to improve it right away. It's going to be something that needs to be worked on continuously. You know, things like, oh, that guy always, this guy's always hitting cross. Why is he always hitting cross? Ooh, this guy, oh, he struggles hitting line. Or he, this guy's only tipping. Or this per, this player is really poor at passing on the right side of his body. You know, oh, this person's really slow at um, reading uh, the short serve. Like, all of these little things. If you don't write them down, you're so many of them are going to slip through the cracks. So I have my assistant coaches as well as myself. We, we use our phones. Uh, this year, I might, I might actually have a, a paper and thing but phones is easier we, we have a shareable document that we use and everybody is going to have access all my coaches are going to have access to that document it, it's a little bit like it's kind of i talked about player profiles in the past they're very it's very similar to prayer profile player profiles but um our player profiles have more information in them like our player profiles will have stats like we'll put stats in there and things like that this is just what we do with the like, first five to six weeks where we're trying to really dial into what the player needs to work on. So we, every, every coach has it. And the minute we see something, we have it on our, on our hand, on our body at all times in, in our hands. As soon as we see something, we make a note of it, we make a note of it, we make a note of it under that player. So that, so like, let's say it's like Ryan and then we'll make a note in week. If we're in week one, we'll make a note. Oh, he can't pass to his left or can't do this. Can't do that. Or maybe we also make a note of things he can do really well. And then week two, do the same thing. Week three, do the same thing. So what you're going to see is you're going to get all this data on this player that is fantastic, that can help with what we need to do to help this player improve. And then if you're by yourself, by the way, this is where filming six on six comes in handy because now you don't have to film your whole practice because that's very difficult. So in addition to what we're doing is we have we film our six on six and then I'll go back and just, just watch like 10 minutes of it. It doesn't have to be too long. Just watch 10 minutes of it and, and make maybe make a, a couple more notes, things you see on a film that you may have missed. You know, maybe you're looking at one player like, oh, wait a minute, why is the libero doing that? Why is the libero out of position here? Make a note of it. And then you're going to have all these notes for all these things your players need to improve on. And guess what we're going to do with these notes? This is how you plan your upcoming practices. So when we have all these notes from our players' deficiencies, I call, I have another title at the very top of, these, of all these uh, player profiles here, is team deficiencies. You're going to start seeing things overlap. And when things start overlapping, guess what the theme of your practices are going to be? They're going to be based on your team deficiencies. So you, and this is, this is so important when you do this in the first couple weeks of your season, because this is where all the data is going to be more important than anything because when the games start you don't have necessarily the time to dedicate 
all all this to working on player development or this and that or certain things like it's very difficult you have to work on what can we do to win now and this kind of goes by why, what i was saying earlier is your ytp developed to be just competitive and win or are you also working on development because that's going to play a part in how your practices are going to be structured so we have team deficiencies and we have player deficiencies so when i'm practice planning now after seeing all this uh and i know oh we have a uh, you know we we really are not good at high ball like setting the high ball for out of system balls like as a team we're not good well guess what i'm gonna be doing in, in my warm-up i'll come up with a fun game where we have to set high balls or or a little mini warm-up drill where we're, we're setting high balls where everyone is setting high balls now would i have known this i may have picked this up but would I have known maybe another thing that we're weak at or another thing we have as a team deficiency unless I actually tracked and wrote this stuff down? So if you're a coach listening to this and you say, well, listen, coach, I'm by myself. There's no way that I'm going to be able to do all this. Here's what I tell you. You may not have as detailed notes as I will, but one or two notes is better than nothing. If you had just a list of your players and whenever you can make a note, make a note, that's better than nothing. You're still going to be able to plan better, have much better practices that are geared towards making, creating better athletes and a better team than if you didn't do this at all. If you didn't do this at all, you're going to pick up a couple, two things that you're going to make mental notes of. I, I guarantee you, 100%, you're going you're gonna to pick up a few things, but you're going to miss out on a ton if you didn't write it down at the time it happened. Don't, by the way, coaches, don't Make mental notes and say, I'll write all this stuff down after practice because I guarantee you, you're going to have a ton of things that are going to slip through your fingers. It's, it's, I'm, I'm speaking from experience and I'm speaking from working with other coaches. It's what's going to happen. So this is the key right here. So yes, I've talked about the key to player development in the past of creating player profiles and monitoring throughout the season and absolutely. But in the first three weeks, four weeks, getting all these notes, writing it down is fantastic. And to take it a step further... What we do is we'll then, this is what I do, is I'll get all these notes and I will create a player improvement plan or an LTAD, a long-term athletic development plan based on each player, based on what we've noticed in the first three to four weeks. So I'll have like the player's name and I'll like, okay, attacking. Well, this player can only attack cross. He's really weak at, you know, swinging line. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to create a drill where they can, they're only supposed to swing line. And it's a hard thing. And you kind of look at it this way. You know, if you were scouting another team to find out how to beat them, that's how you're looking at your, you're, you're trying to figure out how to beat your guys. What are their weaknesses so we can address them and work on them? It's, it's almost like scouting your team, but you're doing it in a more intentional way early and you're getting a lot more notes because you can see them in practice and you can see them uh, when they scrimmage each other as well as games. So really, really important. So you, so I create, and you, by the way, you don't have to do this. This is extra, but I do it because, you know, uh, that's just me so we create we add this into the player profiles we'll create things and sometimes i'll even draw up like okay this is where the player's hitting zones are he can hit really well from here but this is where his weaknesses are he can do this really well but he can't do that you know like little things like that and then we'll talk to the players about it like hey this is what we've noticed and this is a hard conversation to have with athletes sometimes because they may be like, what do you mean? I'm good at this. Oh, no, you're not. This is what we've, this is what we've witnessed over the last three to four weeks. And if you have stats to back it up, even better. Okay. Performance indicators. Right, metrics. You can't grow what you can't measure. You heard me say this a million times. So when you have this now, this adds to the strength of your practice planning and things like that. Okay. So this is kind of what I want. I want to stop here because this will this is gonna this was an opportunity for me to talk about your yearly training plan as well as 
really dialing into how do you use the yearly training plan and then how do you kind of go forth and implement your first, the first part of the season. That's the most important part because as you as you get into your season, you kind of forget about your yearly training plan. Not that you should, but you may forget certain things and you want to make sure you, you always come back to what I talked about is seeing the deficiencies and, and I kind of, you know, talking to your players about it and and planning your practices around those deficiencies. You also have to plan your practices around winning games. I get that. And working on your systems and things like that. But this is something that's really, really important as well. So let's just recap because we talked about a lot here. We talked about creating a yearly training plan. So we talked about the fact that an Excel spreadsheet's the easiest thing to do. You have columns. All your columns are going to be in weeks. Then on the left side, you have all your rows. You're going to have your periodization. You're going to have your phases, general phase. Um, you know, uh, Then you're going to have your specific prep phase. You're going to have your game phase. Underneath that, you're going to have like notes and remarks on each uh, microcycle or a couple microcycles in one. So I talked about like the very beginning is going to be error detection, skill-based development, lots of quality reps. Then the next set of microcycles, this is all part of general prep, by the way, the next set of microcycles in the general prep phase is going to be, you know, really working on isolating those weaknesses and focusing on improving those weaknesses and things like that. Then we're going to get into the more specific prep phase where we talk about uh, more stat-based stuff. We're going to really be taking stats and holding players accountable. We're going to wrap up the intensity a little bit, more system stuff. We're going to talk about more system-based things now. And then uh, you kind of go from there. You got you add in your your load management. You monitoring your loads and understanding how, which you know how many jumps or making sure that you understand that you can't be loading them up heavy, heavy, heavy every practice, but working your way up gradually. Um, also, one thing I mentioned too is make sure you're filming six on six during practice because you won't believe I can't tell you the amount of things you're gonna pick up on film, and just watch ten minutes of it. If you want to watch more, fantastic. But if you don't, that's okay. Watch like ten minutes of it, and you'll be you'll be surprised how how much more uh, you'll pick up than you you missed in practice. Like you miss so much in practice, especially if you're by yourself, you'll pick up so much more on film. Um, and then we talked about microcycles. So once you figure out your your uh, your YTP, then you're gonna go to kind of your microcycle and plan out your microcycle. So week one, what are we? What's our objective? Are we doing serve and pass? Doing ball control stuff. Week two, what are we doing? Week three, what are we doing? That's kind of the focus. And don't do your practice planning in advance. Do it like a week before because every week it might some things might happen. All right, so practice plan a week in advance. I wouldn't do it more than that. I honestly, to be quite honest, even in my college team right now, I'll practice plan the day before practice because you never know. Like for me, a player might be injured, things happen, so I got to switch out names and do all these things, and you know. We, you never know until I do it the, the night before, the, the day before, maybe two days before, but normally it's the day before. Then I talked about my secret to making sure my yearly training plan works with my player development. And that is to really, the first couple weeks, you're going to create this document, all the players on the left. Okay. You're going to have the first couple weeks on the right in columns, and you're going to make notes on your players. Any deficiency you see, any weakness, you write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down. And then you take all the deficiencies, you see if there's any similarities, you see any trends, and those are team deficiencies. And those team deficiencies are going to be the theme of your practices because now you can cater your practices to help with your team deficiencies. And that's how you, that's how you significantly improve at a faster pace for your team, to, your team benefit as well as your player benefit. Then you're going to look at your players and see what they need to work on, and that's what you're going to plan warm-ups around, certain skill development drills around, things like that. And then we go from there. 
all right? And then we monitor and progress and we keep doing this. And then before you know it, you imagine how much more improved your team is going to be by doing this. It is unreal. And I wish I knew this when I was a young coach. When I was a young coach, I didn't take all these notes. I went to practice. I had an idea of practice plan. We put it together, serve and pass. Uh, I'd be like, okay, maybe these players are getting better today. Maybe not. They look good. Let's continue next practice. And it was just like, kind of just show up and you do as you will. And you, you, you feel good if your team is progressing. And the only way you know is if you're winning or not which is not good. You're, the games can't be the only metric you're using to determine whether you're getting better or not. You have to use all the tools at your disposal, statting your practices, monitoring metrics, monitoring progress, creating the player profile, uh, all these things, You know, understanding how we can adjust our practices based on our player deficiencies and team deficiencies and things like that. So that's your yearly training plan. That's how you ensure player development. And I hope this helps you to create your own and like I mentioned in the past or in the beginning, if you are a DVA member, I'm going to do a live training on this as well, where I'm going to walk you through and show you what this all looks like, uh, as well as kind of what we do. And we'll dive a little bit deeper into certain areas of practice designing with your yearly training plan, things like that. And if you want to be a DVA member, you want access to this training as well coming up, um, head on over to digitalvolleyballacademy.com. The link's in the show notes as well. Sign up for that waitlist. I will reach out to you personally and see what we can do for you. All right, because this is important. This is super important for coaches to all have at the beginning of their seasons so you can really make you can make this season so much better than if you, if you didn't have this, you would still have, I'm not saying you won't have a good season, but I can guarantee you're going to have a much better season by understanding how to do this and understanding uh, what we're working with. All right. Hope that helps. Hope you got some value out of today's episode. Um, let me know how you liked it. If you can't, always reach out. You know, reach out on Instagram. Hey, leave me a review. Uh, drop a review on wherever you're listening to this. I love the reviews. I read them. And it, it actually it also helps the podcast grow some, you know, some popularity too. Uh, but yeah, I wish you guys the best of luck this week. And I will see you next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Take care. All right. Cue the music. Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training? And instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days. When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.